0: In a world with too much pop culture to consume, one man and one woman will argue about it until they get bored. It's an epic battle between obsession and indifference, and the winner will determine... Well, very little, actually. Eric Johnson and Emily Jones star in Giant Geek vs. Mega Noob. Whoever wins, we're still losers. Welcome to Giant Geek versus Mega Noob, the podcast where we argue about something one of us is totally obsessed with.
1: And the other has never even seen.
0: I'm Eric Johnson.
1: And I'm Emily Jones. Today we're doing something a little bit different. We are releasing two of the mini-episodes or mini that we've been recording about the topics we've recorded other episodes about. Right. Um, so, and, we've
0: had the full episodes every week, and for each one of those, we've been recording mini-sodes where we just go off on really fun tangents talking about something related to, to, to the that week's topic.
1: Exactly. And you probably didn't even know about that, because usually the only way that you would get to listen to our mini is by supporting us on this neat little site called Patreon, where you can subscribe to help pay for the little expenses that we have um, related to doing this podcast. But... Because you don't know how wonderful these minisodes are, because you can't hear right. them, we're releasing two just for you, all free. Today. Yes,
0: and uh, yeah, so we're releasing two episodes, so they'll be back to back here after this intro. Um, so the first one will be for Thunderball, and the second one will be for Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Hooray! So you, you may you may remember Thunderball was the first thing we talked about, our very first episode, and I Scott was Pilgrim. Weak. Yes. And Scott Pilgrim was one of mine where I was the geek. Uh, so you can uh, take a listen. You can compare. And uh, then if you like it, really hope you'll uh, support us on Patreon. It's patreon.com slash geek versus noob. That's geek, V-S, and then noob spelled with two zeros. Sorry about the spelling. That, that's my fault. Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's really not your fault. It's the internet's fault
0: right we're we're spelling it correctly so um patreon.com slash geek versus noob and it's uh, it's really it's five dollars a month and you'll get all the past and future minisodes so check it out there and uh, yeah hope you enjoy
1: enjoy
0: This would normally be the point in the episode where I tell you where to find what we're watching this week. Uh, There's nothing you have to watch this week because we're just about to play two of those minisodes uh, from Patreon back to back. Now, the first of the minisodes is from our very first episode, Thunderball, and the second is from our fourth episode, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. You can find both of those on iTunes or at our website, gvnpodcast.com. Now while you're listening to this free content and contemplating on uh, possibly giving us a few bucks on Patreon, here's some totally not subliminal messaging music. Your love me such a thrill, but your love
1: Oh, dear patreon supporters and thank you very much for contributing to our podcast giant thank geek. you thank you thank you giant geek versus mega noob thank you again thank you again we appreciate it very much it helps us out immensely in producing this podcast and getting it out to you and also it means that you get to unlock these awesome mini episodes or mini Woo! Where we talk about things related to our conversations about the various movies and TV shows and books and whatever it might be that we have chosen to discuss. In I will episode. make you play
0: a video game one of these days. It will happen. Just just, just bear that in mind.
1: <laughs> okay. We'll table that for now. Because we have already agreed to and watched the movie Thunderball. So let's talk about that instead of video games. So one of the things, in addition to all the wonderful stuff we talked about in the podcast that I love personally about Thunderball, is that I think it has some of the best incidental music of any James Bond movie. Now, when I say incidental music, I'm not referring to the James Bond music that we all know, the... You know, I'm not talking about the classic. I'm talking about the just stuff's happening, wandering around, you know, ridiculous underwater fight scene for which there can be almost no <laughs> sound effects because it's underwater where things are silent. Um, the music, the music that plays during all of that stuff in Thunderball is just so great. It's so cool.
0: So this music is one of the things we've talked in in a in another episode in the um Actually, the episode about The Avengers, about how uh, I, even though I respect it, I don't generally pay a whole lot of attention to costumes, and I kind of generally feel the same way about incidental music. Like, it's something where it's really, really important for a movie as a piece of art for for affecting how the viewer experiences it, and unless it's, like, the John Williams style, bum, 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 you know, uh, kind of a really attention-grabbing soundtrack, uh, yeah, you know, but it's one of those things... but here's the thing about John
1: Williams... try to hum try to hum a john williams theme song to something without accidentally slipping into another john williams theme song for something (laughs) i mean i they're great the indiana jones theme is great star wars is great superman is great but when you get to that when you get to that slower weirder part of the superman theme tell me you don't (laughs) accidentally end up somewhere in star wars
0: or Indiana Jones, it the, the Superman and Indiana Jones, yeah, yeah. It's...
1: <laughs> it happens really easily. Um, that does. Right, John happen.
0: Williams is still great. Still uh, yes, like of so
1: course. That doesn't happen, I don't think, with the Thunderball theme music, um, which is so cool that I actually have a super weird uh, lounge music CD. It's called Ultra Lounge. Um, okay, let's, let's
0: pause. Pause right there. Ultra Lounge CD. Why can't... Now... Okay, so when did you come into possession of a lounge CD at all, much less one that has Thunderball music on it?
1: My parents came into possession of it. Okay. Sometime when we were still actually buying CDs in the uh, early to mid-2000s. But an Ultra Lounge... Ultra Lounge is actually, like... It's kind of a thing, like... um, Are you familiar with Putumayo, a Putumayo blend? No. Um... You are without knowing it. They have they sell okay. them in like Whole Foods and stuff. They're those uh, CDs Ew. of like various types of world music.
0: Okay, I, yeah, I never. Um, <laughs> okay, well, it's
1: it's a thing like that. It's like a it's like yeah. a production company. So there's actually there's a couple different Ultra Lounge Christmas music uh, songs, or excuse me, a couple different Ultra Lounge Christmas albums that are like sort of cool, funky '60s lounge Christmas music. Um, and actually, the CD that I have is um, is sort of a greatest hits of a whole bunch of collections that they have. None of which is relevant. The point is, it's a CD in a fuzzy leopard print jacket, <laughs> and the CD itself looks like a cocktail olive, and it has some really cool, weird, funky 60s nonsense music on it, and one of the things is an awesome, jazzy version of the music from Thunderball that... Oh, wait, no, sorry, that's... um. I'm sorry, I just started to, to hum You Only Live Twice instead.
0: <laughs> see, now John Williams must be feeling great right about now. Our our, our favorite listener, John Williams, Dean C, see, it's not just my music. Suck it, Barry Norman, or whatever his name is.
1: <laughs> John Barry?
0: John Barry, that's it. Um, How do I get Barry Norman? Who, who is Barry Norman? Knows, Why, no, where did that name come from?
1: That's You Only Live Twice, which is, by the way, the best thing about You Only Live Twice is that song and the music from it. Barry
0: Norman's a British film critic. I don't know how I got <laughs> that name. John Barry, second John Barry. Um, <laughs> anyway,
1: but no, I'm talking about the 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 incidental music from from Thunderball.
0: So, this is something that I asked you outside of the podcast. When I think of, like, incidental music, I mean, this is kind of part part of Goldfinger-itis that we talked about in the episode. But, I mean, I, I so strongly associate kind of just, like, little musical stings with, with Goldfinger of, like, the, you know, the, the, that, that they borrow from the theme. And I, it felt like there was one scene in Thunderball where they just lifted that straight out of Goldfinger, where Vargas was on the screen, and it really sounded like the Goldfinger theme. It's when in in the the pool with the sharks, uh, where uh, I guess Bond is is swimming away. He's escaping into the convenient hole in the pool,
1: right? That the sharks swim through to get from the shark pool into the human pool that has and the like, metal grate over it.
0: Yeah, and like it really sounded like the Goldfinger theme to me.
1: <laughs> so there's a there's a lot of there are a lot of like dramatic horns though in uh, yeah in. James Bond music in general so I don't know that it's so like one of my favorite things maybe a coincidence one of my favorite things is a theme that they used in several of the earlier movies and then just kind of stopped using Um, actually this is something this is something that me oh I know
0: what you're talking about
1: yeah yeah yeah
0: (laughs) right it was like the secondary it was like it was like the B side of the main James Bond theme I'll just let you go
1: it's called 007 actually Which I know, Ah. which I know from the, ready, ready, Basie does Bond, Count Basie's orchestra arrangements of James Bond music.
0: That sounds a lot classier than than lounge music in a fuzzy print cover. I I don't know.
1: It's kind of less cool than the Thunderball thing from that, but it is, it's like big band versions of. The main theme, Double O Seven, uh, nice. Goldfinger, underneath the mango tree, which is from Doctor. Yeah, no, I from Doctor
0: No. I think underneath the mango tree was uh, the. It was written by either John Barry or or someone else involved Probably. in the film, and, and they were th- expecting it to be like this big like pop hit, like they because that that song so is is so frequently repeated in that movie it's obnoxious if you go back and like listen for it it's in the movie like five fucking times yeah because <laughs> you not only have ursula andrew singing it on the beach there but then you have it playing in the background of, of uh, oh, yeah, uh puss like fellers bar some
1: lounge singer sings it
0: yeah Speaking you have it lounge live singing things <laughs> oh, my
1: favorite thing about live and let die is probably the weird lounge singer version of the song live and let die as if it's like some kind of jazz standard and not just some like weird ass Paul McCartney thing (laughs) that makes no sense by the way.
0: I mean, there's a lot in that movie that doesn't make a a lot of sense. (laughs) That's really pretty, pretty low on the list. That song is like
1: three songs. It's weird. (laughs) True. It's very weird. It's like, very what does Paul that McCartney? Like, break down like Why do we need that little jazz break in there? It's very mm. odd.
0: You know, up until a, a short while ago, I was really angry at Paul McCartney over that song because I thought that he screwed up the grammar. I thought that oh. there was a line where where it sounded like he it sounds like he says uh in this ever-changing world in, in which, which we live, live in. in. I know, not in which and we're living. I, I only found out recently that he's saying in which we're living. But
1: if this ever changing world in which we living. I wouldn't thanks. I wouldn't call it recent, but I also had a strong grammatical issue with that for a very long time before I too figured out what the actual lyrics were.
0: So I just wanna say, uh, you know, since we've already, you know, apologized to John Williams for your slander of him earlier, I just wanna say Paul McCartney, I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That
1: wasn't slander, that was true. <laughs> It's not okay, Splendor if it's for, true.
0: True. Okay, for your for your unfair singling out of John Williams <laughs> when John Barry's just as guilty. <laughs> I mean, uh, at, least,
1: at least uh John Barry is part of a um it's a it's a single franchise, so it makes sense for it to have some cohesive music. Okay. All right. I Fair. mean, like you wouldn't you wouldn't fault anyone for like if all the Star Wars movies had slightly different but Similarly, uh, themed or toned music.
0: All right, you win. Ha. Fine. Ha, 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 ha. Anyway, sorry, Paul Mwah. McCartney. I, I I held hate in my heart for you, Paul McCartney, for for, for many years.
1: That's mean. You shouldn't hate Paul McCartney.
0: Well, I don't anymore. Well, now I've you forgiven can just
1: him. now you can just pretend that you're rediscovering him, like all of the Kanye fans who are just now <laughs> learning that Paul McCartney is a thing <laughs> and also a person.
0: I, I, I won't forgive wonderful Christmas time, though. That's that's still. Oh,
1: now it's in my head. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even December, Eric. That's so mean.
0: Yeah. Sorry. <laughs>
1: okay, this conversation is over. Thank well, you this ag- has been a mini episode. Thank you, thank you Patreon your, backers. Thank you again for your support, Patreon backers. No thank you to you, Eric, for that musical travesty. <laughs> <laughs>
0: just kidding i'm not really going to play wonderful christmas time here Uh, partly because i want you to keep on listening mostly because if i did this would probably be the last episode of giant geek versus mega noob ever emily really hates that song Anyway, here's your next mini-sode from episode four, Scott Pilgrim versus The World. Hello, and thank you for supporting Giant thank Geek vs. Mega thank Noob you. on Patreon. Thank, you. Thank, thank you. you, thank you. This is a uh, Patreon-backer-exclusive, super-duper-special mini-episode to go along just with— Just for you. Just for you, to go along well, with this week's episode. All
1: because you gave us money, because you're
0: so kind. You're, you're awesome. You really are. We love you. Please come to our house for dinner. We love you.
1: That would be really difficult because their houses are really far apart.
0: Well, I'm not saying they don't have to commute. I mean, I'm not going to pay for a plane (laughs) ticket.
1: Progressive dinner, appetizers in San Francisco, main course in Savannah. Yeah. And then dessert back in San Francisco.
0: Well, of course. I mean, we have really good dessert. (laughs) So we're talking about Scott Pilgrim versus the world this week. And one of the things that one of the reasons I picked that movie is I just knew from our prior friendship that uh, Emily, you... Did not play video games growing up.
1: Nope. Not at all. Which to me
0: is just, I I don't even know what country you're from.
1: It's this weird place called New Jersey. Weird. Also, everyone had video games but us. It was just kind of one of those.
0: I mean, was it that your parents banned it? Or it just kind of coincidence?
1: Nope. Parents banned it.
0: These video games would rot your mind.
1: Well, I mean, they didn't, they didn't like ban, it's not like I, like, was banned from playing video games ever if i went to somebody else's house like they didn't care about that but they didn't they didn't buy us any video games we didn't have any game as i said in the the main episode the episode Mm. for the non-subscribers uh
0: peons i
1: uh i didn't i didn't have we didn't have any gaming consoles um we didn't have any game boys we didn't have anything um we had a couple of computer games uh, you know the Sims, and there was this weird game that came on a computer that we got at some point called Azrael's Tear. It was the worst thing ever.
0: Azrael's Tear?
1: As Azrael, Azrael, something like that. It was weird. Now I'm looking it this was up. it was horrible. It was a, like, the worst thing ever. Like, but anyway, what, what was
0: it? What was Azrael's Tear about? Like, do you remember anything about it?
1: Um, you were in this castle, and you were trying to collect pieces of a tapestry to like put them together and maybe ultimately you were going for like some sort of holy grail thing i don't know it was fucking weird
0: i just looked it up on wikipedia your memory is surprisingly good the player takes on the role of a futuristic grave robber archaeologist called a raptor who has come to explore a recently oh and there
1: were dinosaurs and this weird knight who (laughs) like would help you and then suddenly betray you and like attack you with his battle axe so, like, you had to let him help you, and then you had to know the exact moment to shoot him. It was the dumbest game, because there was no, like, there was no figuring it out. The only thing you could do was, like, look up. It was it was awful. You just had to keep playing and then start a new game, and it was awful. I hated it. It was, But we played it. We were addicted to it. It was weird. <laughs> anyway. According to
0: Wikipedia, Azrael's Tear was not a commercial success. So, I'm sure the no, developer it thanks was you awful. for your...
1: <laughs> um, So... I don't know, that for some reason that came with some computer that we owned at some point. Uh. Um yeah, we didn't like buy it. It was like it came install I don't know why. Right. It came in the computer. But um anyway, so yeah, we weren't like I said, we weren't forbidden from playing video games at a friend's house or something. But I don't know. I guess it's kind of a chicken or egg thing. Like, because we never did, it was, well, at least for me, I know my brother, I think my brother did more than I did because he had more friends who were into video games. But it was never like when you go over to somebody's house and they're like, so what do you want to do? It's never like, oh, let's play, you know, Super Mario Brothers, because that wasn't part of my, like, framework of things that I did. So right. it was more like, let's play dolls or whatever.
0: Yeah. <laughs> dolls. I've not heard of that game. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, and then, as I also said in the in the episode, um, you know, some friends of mine in college had had like an N sixty four and maybe a couple of their consoles. So like we played sometimes, but I was terrible at it.
0: Well, I mean, I guess that's one of the things that I always really take for granted is when I try and introduce a friend who didn't play a lot of games growing up to certain games. Like I bring in with me, like I played Mario Kart sixty four and Mario Kart Double Dash, so of course I'm going to be into Mario Kart eight.
1: There are different Mario Karts.
0: There are eight of them. Yes. What? <laughs> They're but all pretty just... much the same game, but they, they've they've added kind of new like small tweaks over the years, and I keep on buying them because I'm a sucker.
1: I don't understand
0: well like in in double Dash, like one of the, the big thing my favorite Mario Kart game is Double Dash, which came out for the GameCube in like 2004 ish. And that one was was really great because you could have two people on the same car, one of them driving one of them throwing weapons and so with like Oh, multiplayer, I've played that one yeah, I so think. that's the only one where you have two people on the same car, which they I don't know why they haven't brought that back, but it's great for multiplayer because you're at your friend's house and then like you've got you can form teams where one person is solely focused on being the 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 weapons person which which is a lot of fun for for uh, you know a multiplayer game anyway going down a tangent there going down a a very geeky road um
1: (laughs) if you'd like to if you'd like to play mario kart sometime just to get really frustrated by how often i go (laughs) off the sides of the course i'm so i'm so bad at it i did a story uh a couple months ago about this program that was trying to get kids to uh get into coding by having them um use a program called scratch to build games and I think I, I probably still have the audio somewhere of this, like, 13-year-old kid who I was interviewing for the story, like, totally making fun of me for be- how bad <laughs> I was at this, like, incredibly simple little racer game that he made. It was, like, <laughs> it was nothing like Mario Kart. It was literally just, like, this sort of oddly shaped track with a couple of obstacles and a little car, and there were two cars, and you you were just racing around the track. Like, that was right. all it was, just using arrow keys. Right. and yeah i mean the i swear to you i swear to you i have the audio of this of this kid like can we like... put
0: that into this minisode will you will your employer allow us to do that
1: um i don't know because hmm. he's a kid Oh and yeah, he's Privacy. a kid, and his and his, you know, parents and teacher and whatever were fine with him being interviewed for a GPB story, but right? But
0: not so for yeah, so much probably for probably random not so for internet much podcast
1: for a random internet podcast that's going to have an explicit label because <laughs> I talk about a video game being fucking weird. Uh, so
0: seriously, fuck that kid is what we're saying. <laughs>
1: But Anyway, yeah. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry for teasing everyone by saying that uh, I that I have the audio of this kid trash talking me. But unfortunately, ethically and possibly legally, I can't actually include that audio in this podcast because that kid is a minor. Yeah. <laughs> but but no I mean he he was just like he was making fun of me and then he like and then he just started lapping, lapping me as I was still like, <laughs> like like very like badly like hitting individual keys like trying to make the car go around without running anything and he's just like I could lap you I could lap you now I could lap you now and he just started like running around and around and around the track and I'm just like oh my god
0: like, you know how when you're a kid, like, people who are not that much older than you seem crazy old? Like, yes. if I were 13 and a 20-something were losing at a video game to me, I would have been like, this lady must be, like, 40 or something. Like, <laughs> I, I, like you know, just the, the idea of someone not being able to, to compete with you at a game, just that, that ages you up, I'm sure, in, in his mind.
1: <laughs> I was, to be fair, I was also playing left-handed. Not that my right hand is actually good at video games either, but, like, I am right-handed. But, like the way that the computer was set up and like i don't know he was to my left and and i was holding the mic with my right hand which was stupid yeah. so
0: so you might have you might have been laughed one fewer time if, if you had been playing with your right hand is what probably you're probably not so you got mario kart sims azraels whatever uh any other games that lately you've played um,
1: anything else come to mind I've played Mario Party and Super Smash Brothers. Super Smash Brothers was was the main thing that we played in in my friend's college dorm. You know that, yeah. that had the N sixty four. I've watched people play Zelda, but I don't know that I've ever actually played it myself. I don't think I've ever played it myself, but I've I've watched, I've I've seen, I've observed <laughs> multiple <laughs> games of multiple versions of Zelda.
0: Okay, we'll definitely have to do a Zelda episode in the future because that's one of my favorite game series. But I gotta figure out like what would be like a good introduction it's the same thing as mario kart we're like without getting too much into whether without spoiling that future episode so much of my enjoyment of that series are the things it repeats in a certain way. Like, it'll do the same thing, but with a twist, or it'll, like, have things that uh, call back to the previous games. Are you going to make me
1: play multiple versions of Zelda? Is that what you're saying right now?
0: Well, I mean, you, you, you brought it up. You suggested it, really. It was your idea. No, I didn't. You just, it was just your idea. That's I, a uh, lie. <laughs>
1: you're putting I, I words know. in my mouth.
0: That, will well... we'll table that for for some time in the future i don't think we'll be i don't think we can do a video game episode until we can like record like the video of us playing i think that i think we really need to get video of you getting lapped in mario kart it really needs to have the entertainment value of
1: (laughs) you're mean
0: yeah well i mean you knew that
1: i guess that's true and no i definitely there's at least one other video game that i've played but i I'm having a really hard time. Oh, uh I had I had Zoo Tycoon. Is that a video game?
0: Yeah, that's a video game.
1: I had I had Zoo Tycoon. Uh, I got it for my birthday one time. Nice. Oh, and I had this cool kayaking game because I was really into kayaking. So for <laughs> some reason, I don't know where they found it. Uh my parents. These are all computer games again. Right. There was there was a kayaking game that like you were in a kayak and there were different courses and like rapids you had to navigate and rocks nice. and stuff. Um yeah. I didn't play it very often, but that's another thing I got for like my birthday one time when I was like, fourteen.
0: So <laughs> I, I I apologize that Edgar Wright didn't manage to work the kayaking game into Scott Pilgrim. Maybe he would have enjoyed the movie more if he had.
1: Uh. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to venture that unless the kayaking game in some way removed the chip from Ramona's head <laughs> or yeah. otherwise made her into an actual human being. Did I mention that I, I probably don't disagree with you about that? Did I, you I did. You did that. You did. You did mention. Yeah. Anyway, I'm, um, I know that there is at least one more video game and like a normal person video game, not a weird kayaking game that I have played, but I can't remember what it is there's definitely at least one more in the world that i've played okay but i have no idea what it is oh i've played uh i've played uh Wee bowling that's, that's a very yeah, popular video that's game, another yeah. one that's another one that uh in this case a six-year-old beat me at
0: oh, emily <laughs>
1: <laughs> because so we were playing Wee bowling and both both my dad and i well and here's the problem though yeah that was absolutely a case of Having been bowling in real life, which also I'm terrible at bowling in real life, too. I mean, like yeah. really, really bad at bowling,
0: yeah. but
1: uh, epically bad. Uh, but
0: we should have it. We should have a real life competition sometime. <laughs> who could be the worst at real life bowling? Because <laughs> I think I could win that. I really think I could.
1: Um, but no. So he, it was me and my dad and we were playing against uh, this uh, daughter of one of a family friend. Anyway, um, but my dad and I have both been bowling in real life. So even though I'm really bad at it i I know like how you're supposed to like throw right. a bowling ball and sort of aim it and whatever. so my dad and I were both doing that, like like aiming Actual as if we were form. as if we were throwing a real bowling ball, yeah, and this little six year old was just like she just like flung her arm up in the air she just like did that <laughs> and, and, and strike and was, after strike yeah so <laughs> so that was an issue of attempting to do wee bowling as if it was real bowling <laughs> I, yeah. I
0: can't remember. I was briefly good at Wii bowling, but I didn't play it very much. I can't remember if I actually bowled like a real bowling ball. Now I'll have to, I'll have to go check and f- figure out, try, try again and see if I'm any good.
1: Because you just well. have you have a Wii?
0: Yeah, exactly. Although I might not have Wii what? Sports anymore. I don't know.
1: How many gaming consoles do you have like currently in your house?
0: Currently? Okay, let's see. I have Wii, Wii U, Xbox 360, Xbox One, PlayStation 3, PlayStation 4, Ouya, Nintendo 3DS, uh, N64. How many was that? What? <laughs> I and, and I don't Wii understand. And a Wii can double as a GameCube, so that's. I don't,
1: you know. I don't understand all the things that you have more than one of.
0: Well, there's you Xbox two, 360, and Xbox have, One, or two separate things. You have two three.
1: Wiis. You have two Xboxes. No, no, okay. We you have Wii and two Wii U. PlayStations.
0: But they're they're different consoles. They're they're different generations. Emily, that's that's this is, this is the gaming business in a nutshell. Is uh, once people get bored of one thing, re-release I mean, it with slightly better hardware and call it a new generation.
1: <laughs> I am actually familiar with that process, but I just I'm so confused. <laughs>
0: Okay, well, after, after we finish dessert in, uh, in San Francisco, then we'll have to play some wee Bowling um, with, with, our, with our Patreon backers. Uh, until then, though, thank you all for, for, for supporting thank you, us. Thank we really you, appreciate it. Thank you. Thank and you. Uh, join us next week for, uh, what the hell are we talking about? Moulin Rouge. Moulin Rouge. We'll be talking about that then.
1: That's an adventure. Indeed. Stop wasting money.
0: This has been Giant Geek vs. Mega Noob. For more, visit gvnpodcast.com.